please turn your Bibles to 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5. We are going to continue on in this um, series on faith. Uh, and uh, it is the epistles of John. However, we're in a section which I've um, entitled World Overcomers. Hallelujah. And we need to be. Amen. And you might say, well, I feel like the furthest thing from it. Well, you know what? Regardless of where you are, you can begin a journey to that. And I'm helping you with that journey today. Amen. And uh, reading in 1 John 5 verse 4, I'll be reading through to verse 5, but we'll be looking at the latter half of verse 4 today. The Apostle John says there again, For, what, for whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Verse 5, who is he who overcomes the world, but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Now, we've been looking at the latter half of verse 4, where it says, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Last time we went and had a look at Mark chapter 11, and uh, we looked at how faith works. Um, and I just want to quickly read there in Mark chapter 11, in verse 23, Jesus said, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatever he says. And that's she's as well. Yeah. <laughs> okay? All right. He or she shall have whatever he or she says. You understand why I don't say she all the time now, because it gets a bit of a mouthful. Uh, and he says in verse 24, Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, when you pray, believe that you receive them. When you pray... Don't hope that you receive them. Amen. He, sa she, he says, when you pray, believe that you receive them. Which means you believe that you have them when you pray. You don't hope that you're going to get it when you finish. You know, when you say amen, it doesn't mean I hope so. <laughs> okay? Amen is so be it. Do you all know that's what it means? Okay, it actually means so be it. So when you say amen, you're not saying amen, okay, beautiful as that is. That's not what you're saying. You're, no, I didn't mean that. Okay. <laughs> it, it's, it's, a, it's a declaration of saying, so be it. Amen. And we need to understand that, you know, you need to realize that you are royalty. You are kings and priests. When you say amen, all the angels go, so be it. We're doing that. That's why you need to say amen with the idea of so be it, not with the idea of I hope so. Because if you say amen with the idea of hope so, the angels go, well, we hope so too. <laughs> and you know what they're hoping for? That you believe something. Amen. You know, faith moves everything. It doesn't just move mountains. It moves God. We're going to look at that today. And it moves all the angels. You move God, you move all the angels. Because, you know, they listen to him. When he says go, they go. But he needs to say, go, because, you know, there needs to some, be something that you're sending them to. Amen? Amen. All right, let's move on. Um, remember last time we looked at Mark chapter 5? Remember we looked at the woman? We, uh, remember I said also, uh, one more thing, that the faith in God and faith of God are both uh, represented here. That they both work the same way, believing and speaking. Remember Jairus had faith in God. He said, if you come and you lay your hands on my daughter, she'll be healed. And you know, even though he said, you, you know, that she would be healed, 
When she died, Jesus said, keep that faith. I'll still raise her up. It's not a problem. Just continue believing in me. I can do this. <laughs> okay? And so he continued having faith in God. Remember, Jesus is God. Remember, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. Okay? All right. And the Word became flesh. So we know he is God. And so that was Jairus' faith in God. But remember, the woman with the issue of blood had the faith of God. She didn't come and ask him nothing. She sneaked in. She touched his clothes. God healed. And she was going to sneak back out. Nobody saw <laughs> okay you know and it was you know to the degree where you know jesus if jesus hadn't picked it up if jesus hadn't said who touched my clothes you know and the disciples are going you got to be kidding me and he said no 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 somebody touched me with faith somebody drew something out of me somebody put a demand on my faith and <laughs> praise god she got healed man i mean without he he had nothing to do with it she just tapped into the battery sucked the power out and left Oh, well, she wanted to anyway, okay? But as you know, okay, he asked her, she told him everything. Jairus was standing there, remember all of that, okay? And, and because of that, the daughter died. And so, you know, when the bad report came, Jesus said, continue believing. He basically said that to him. And so, we saw all of that happen. And remember again that we, we talked about the fact that, you know, this faith that overcomes doesn't just overcome all the circumstances in your life, doesn't just overcome all the evil that's in the world. And remember, we talked about that as well. Amen? All the temptations, persecutions, and everything else. This is also for you physically, but there's one more aspect of it that we're going to look at today. <clears throat> now, the applications to these, I, I'm just looking at a few things. You know, they're endless. Can I, can I get amen on that? Okay. Uh, in fact, uh, whether Old Testament or New, it has always been by faith that any impossible victory has been won. Why the he, uh, writer of Hebrews says in Hebrews 11:6 now, he says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. Do you understand that this is, I said this to you before, this is the currency of heaven. This is how you receive everything from heaven. Do you know we have money in this earth? I don't know if you understand the, the, the significance of money. All right, let, let me give you a little, I, I need to give you a tiny lesson on money. All right? Okay, I, I've said this before, but I need to do this so that you understand what I'm about to say. All right, or what I've just said. Money was introduced so that there was a, 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 a currency that everybody would accept that would be exchanged for anything. All right? Now, if I did something, say, for Jamie, and, you know, Jamie raised chooks, he doesn't. All right? <laughs> That's chickens to all the international people. All right? If he raised chickens, and so if he paid me in chickens and eggs, and I did a lot for him, and he gave me 20 chickens and a whole bunch of eggs, you know, and then I needed my car fixed, the guy goes, I'm, I already have chickens, I don't need chickens, thank you. I got eggs. I don't need that many eggs. And it's going to cost you a whole more chicken, a lot more chickens than you've got. <laughs> okay? Uh, and the thing is that that's a currency that is only chicken and eggs. Do you all understand what I'm trying to say? If I could change that into money, now that money can either buy chicken or eggs. That money can go and get a car fixed. The mechanic can, you know, do whatever it needs to be done. And I could give him this currency, which he can then use to go buy clothes. He doesn't need chicken and eggs. All right? He, he might need socks. You know what I'm trying to say? So he can change that currency into whatever he wants. 
So that's what the, 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 you know, the reason that money came in was so that we've got something that we can each use and then it can be changed. I really need you to get this. It can be changed into anything you want it to be. See, $10 isn't 10, it, in that piece of paper is, you know, whatever, this really isn't worth anything for the, you can't eat it. You, you might try to toast it, it won't work. You know, if that's all you had, if you were on a desert island and you had money in your hand, you had a million dollars, it would be useless to you. Right now you need chicken and eggs. You know what I'm trying to say? You know, that thing only works when somebody else has something you want that you can exchange it for. Are you all with me? So money in itself is nothing. The, the thing is where you are makes it valuable. Are you, are you all getting all this? Okay, now, I don't want to go into money too long, but I need you to understand when I say that faith is the currency of heaven, it is how everything works in heaven. If you need something, faith is what you release in order to receive that. Faith is that kind of currency that works for anything. You know, faith is like money. It can receive healing. It can receive goods into your life. It can receive peace. It can receive joy. It can receive favor. It can receive anything. Are you all with me? It is a currency that is universal in heaven. So if you exercise faith, whatever problems you, it can take, you know, get rid of a mountain. It can get rid of a storm. It can, we're going to look at that. We can do anything you need it to do. It is a currency that transcends every boundary. Are you all here? See, if, <laughs> if there was a chance that, you know, we had, money could stop a hurricane. If it, if it had that power, then we could buy ourselves out of a hurricane. We could buy ourselves out of a pandemic, so to speak. We wouldn't have to develop any drugs, we just pay, and the pandemic goes away. <laughs> Do you know what I'm trying to say? But there is a currency, that's why I said, faith transcends everything. If you use the currency called faith, pandemic can come to you and you can say no and walk away. It can't attack you. Do you all you know what I'm trying to say? Okay, this is the currency that that's why it says this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. This is our currency. God gave it to us, allowed us. You see, He gave you a heart that can produce this currency. Amen. They're not counterfeit notes. They're the, <laughs> they're the real deal. When you produce faith in your heart, the thing will go to work for you. Are you all with me? So, you, you know, you really need to get this. That's why it says here, without faith, it is impossible to please God. And what she goes on to say, for he who comes to God, and that's a she is as well, must believe. You must believe. You need that currency. You must believe, first of all, that he is, and then that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. I really need you to see those words that he is a rewarder. If you diligently seek him, he will reward you this faith has a reward oh get this please see a lot of people say well what if i believe and nothing happens faith has a reward it's not only your victory it also has a reward did you get that you are rewarded so what happened <laughs> I, I i can just tell somebody's going yeah but i don't butt me right now Okay, I, I need you to believe this. I need you to receive this so that you can get it operating in your life. Are you all with me? This is the, I can't, I'm sorry, but you know, I can't believe for you. I can believe with you. I can, be, I can stand in the gap for you. 
That I can do. But again, it comes down to your will. Do you know everybody says, God's will is sovereign, God's will is sovereign. Can I just say something to you? Your will is sovereign. I can't do anything against your will. Do you know that? You know, some people come and they want us to pray for people that don't want any prayer. And they just think, if I just pray hard enough, that it'll just slap him in the face and get him the thing anyway. (laughs) Okay? You know, God doesn't work that way. I know you want him to, but he doesn't work that way. It, listen, your will is sovereign. That's why Jesus said, if you say to this mountain, but can I say this, but you need to say to this mountain. You need to say it. You can't go and say, my wife said, it, they won't listen to you. It's not you. Are you all here? You really need to get this. This is something now. Remember that this also works with faith in God and the faith of God. Both require you to say something. Even if you say to God, God, I don't have, I don't know if I've got the faith right now to do this. I really need your grace on this. Did you get that? You're still speaking words. You are still uttering your will. You are still allowing God to say, okay, He's asking for grace or she's asking for grace. So I'm going to step in with my grace, regardless of what the devil says. I'm going to step in with my grace and do this. Just like what Jesus said to Jairus when, you know, Jairus had a certain amount of faith. And when things got worse, Jesus said, just keep believing. Don't change your faith. I'll change what I have to do. You don't have to change your faith. Isn't that lovely? Jesus didn't say, okay, Jairus, you know, okay, okay, man, this has gone up another level. Now, can you believe for me to actually raise from this? Come on, Jairus, believe in me. Believe in me, believe, believe, believe. Okay, (laughs) he didn't say that. I really need you to get this because this is what the devil does. He goes, oh, no, no, things have changed now. You know, you were believing God for this, but things have got a lot worse. You know, you should have believed a lot earlier. You know, he's the one that will first get you to procrastinate over your faith. Then he'll he'll tell you off for not believing earlier. You know, he really does this. He catches you at both ends. Just don't listen to him. You know, if it's not, uh, um, if it doesn't lift you up, I'm looking for another word. If it doesn't encourage you, if it discourages you, anything that is being said, it's not coming from God. Because God won't say, well, you should have. He will never do an I, you should have. He'll always go, thank me. You know, thank God. Oh, you finally came to me. I can do something now. You know, because he's waiting to do something. So he'll never put you down for believing regardless of how, how late in the hour you're believing because he's waiting to do battle he is waiting to do something on your behalf there are angels with swords drawn waiting amen amen okay anyway wow i need to get on with this this is all in in hebrews 11 6 isn't it okay so i need you to understand that's where the reward is okay that he rewards those who diligently seek him remember again that it was hebrews chapter 11 that listed all the heroes okay because we're in 11 now all the heroes of the bible and attributed their victory solely to faith and what's even more interesting is that it all actually began in hebrews chapter 10 verse 38 so i want you to go there I'll be reading through the verse, uh, Hebrews eleven three, where the writer of Hebrews says, he says, now the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. See, there is a thought in that, that it says that, and have, has, have their lives sustained by faith. Needless to say, with the woman with the issue of blood, her life was sustained by faith. She believed, she received, she was healed, she continued on. 
Amen? She didn't die. You know what I'm trying to say? All right? So we need to understand that everything in our life is, our life needs to be a faith life. I think what happened was, you know, currency has come in. That's why Jesus said you can't serve God and money. You know, can I say that is a faith thing as well? Because we get so uh, confident in the ease of being able to buy our way through things and out of things that we look to money, we don't believe in God. Are you all here? So, we, you know, whatever it is, the first question we ask is how much does it cost? And do we have that much money in the account to get what we want? We never ask ourselves, how much faith do I have? And do I have enough faith to get that thing? They're both currency. I told you, they're, they're two. And it's really sad that so much of the time, our faith uh, bank account is just in the red. You know? <laughs> you know? I mean, it has nothing in it or very little. It's got enough for a pair of socks, maybe. And the thing is, the thing is, listen to me, this currency that we put so much time into has limitations. This other currency has no limitations. Now, can I ask you a question? I really need you to see something and get a hold of this. If, if I was to say there is a certain kind of currency that has absolutely no limits to it, and there is another kind of currency that has limits to it, which one would you want to develop? Which one would you want to uh, uh, grow in? You know, I would kind of go with the one that has no limitations. I don't know about you, I would go there. But why is it that all the Christians seem to go the other way? Not you. Obviously not you. But you know what I'm trying to say? They just, you know, for them, it's like, oh, we have this problem, so, and we don't have the money for it. Can somebody please pray? What are we praying for? Oh, the money. Okay. So we're not praying for the healing. We're just praying for the money to go and get somebody else to do the stuff. We can do that. That's fine. We're still not getting it. See, we're using our faith to get the money instead of our faith to get the thing. Okay. Let's get back to Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. I want to read in verse 38 again. He says, now the just shall live by faith. Watch this. He says, but if anyone draws back, do you understand it means draws back from faith? Okay, this is into unbelief, obviously. He, he says, my soul has no pleasure in him. This is God talking. You know, we think, oh, well, you know, faith is kind of an option. Listen, it's not if you want to make God happy. God isn't, do you understand what, why faith makes God happy? Because you trust him. Do you understand? He's looking for us to just trust him. Not trusting the circumstances, not trusting what the enemy is doing in their life, not trusting in, you know, anything else out here that might be damaging to us and that we just think, well, there's no way out of this. He, he, he really, it gives him pleasure when we go, God, as far as I'm concerned, as far as everybody's concerned, it's impossible. But I got you, <laughs> okay? And with you, all things are possible. You know, there are two verses in the Bible that talks about all things are possible. One says, with God, all things are possible. Listen, listen. The other one, sorry, I should have put this in my notes. The other one says, all things are possible to him that believes. Yeah. Now, you tell me, you've been educated enough. What's the first one? Faith in God. What's the second one? Faith of God. Are you getting this? See, they're both there. Jesus said both of those statements. So in other words, you can just believe God and all things are possible. Okay? Or 
There is the other side if you can believe. All things are possible. <laughs> okay? Like you can believe. Like the woman with the issue of blood. Are you all with me? Okay. Anyway, let's continue. Verse 39. Hebrews 10, 39. He says, but we are not of those who draw back. We are not of those who draw back. We are not of that crowd. Amen. And he says uh, to perdition, that means destruction. But of those who believe. We are those who believe. Amen. And he says to the saving of the soul, verse, uh, chapter 11, verse 1. Hallelujah. That's the next verse. Okay. He says, now faith. See, he says all that. And then he says, let me define faith for you. He says, now faith is the substance and assurance. Both those words are in the Greek. Substance and assurance. It's very sad that a lot of people just translate it as assurance in the new translations. But the old King James is actually correct when it says substance there. Because this same word is used to describe Jesus Christ. That Jesus Christ was substance, was the part of God that we could actually feel. He wasn't some little illusion. He wasn't just an assurance. He actually walked. The, the word became flesh, dwelt among us. And so, you know, I think it's in Colossians that talks about Jesus Christ as being substance. The substance that we could handle while, while, while he was here. The substance that we could look at and see and say, that is God. That's a huge thing. You know, that's why he says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Amen? Amen. Okay, so... It is the same word. So I need you to understand that if your newer translation says assurance, it is assurance, but it's also substance. They're both there. So he says now faith is the substance and assurance. For when you need faith in God, it's the assurance. For when you've got the faith of God, it's substance. Joel getting this? Okay, so faith is the substance when you've got the faith of God. Oh, the assurance when you have faith in God. Listen, he says, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Whatever you're hoping for, Jairus hoped for Jesus to come, lay his hands on his daughter and she'll be healed. Are you all with me? That was his assurance. I'm assured, Jesus, if you come, it'll get done. The woman, was faith is the substance. I just need to get my hands on his clothes, I'll be right. <laughs> okay? And she had the substance of what she hoped for. She received her healing directly. She pulled it out of him. Okay, so watch this. He says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of not, things not seen. Now, I want, you to, I want to stop here for a second. See, faith, remember Jesus said, that's why we need, to, we need to go backwards and forwards a little bit, okay? Follow me if you can. That's why when Jesus said, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast and see, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that have faith that will give substance to what he's hoping for, he will have whatever he says. The thing will <laughs> manifest. Substance. Manifestation. This has substance. I can be hoping for this and one day here it is. It is now substance. But in the spirit, you know, before I can see and feel this, I believe, I receive. I, to me, it or in my faith, it's already given substance to it. I, you know, in, in other words, for me, and see, this is where we miss it. Okay? As Christians, what happened was, we, we sort of went from the place where we said, oh, it's all in your mind, it's all in your head, it's all in your imagination. In other words, that's all unreal stuff. And we didn't realize that that's where everything real came from. You know, a chair didn't one day just appear. Somebody thought about it appear. Listen, then they drew it out. Then they handed it to somebody who said, okay, we need all of these materials to bring it about. But it all started up here. Do you know why there isn't, do you know why there are some things not in this earth right now? Because they're still in somebody's head. <laughs> okay? It, 
they haven't done anything with it. There probably was meant to be a lot more things in this earth, but they stayed in somebody's head who had good intentions and nothing ever happened. No substance. Are you all here? You need to understand something. Everything begins on the inside of you. It is a law. Everything natural that you experience out here, whether it's your car, whether it's the train that you take to work or whatever, all of that began on the inside of someone. So when they say, oh, it's all in there, just say, oh, yeah, thank God. Now it's time to get out. (laughs) Don't leave it in there. You need to get it out now. And every time you speak it, Jesus said, if you say it, see, do you understand that for somebody to say build a chair, build a car, let's get to something a little bit more complicated, okay? For them to build a car, they have to speak words. They have to tell the person, no, I want it more like this. No, I want it more like that. You give, do you understand that your words shape things? I really need to get this, okay? In the same way it shaped things in the natural, it will shape things in the spiritual. Why do we think it's any different? Because one starts with some kind of material out here, the other one starts with the inside, and you're looking for what we call a miracle to take place now. Are you all here? But you know something? I have found that a lot of times miracles will begin inside of your heart, as you speak them out, God will move on people and things will start to change. You don't have to actually make the thing manifest. It works its way out. You just need to keep your confession and don't hush. Keep at it. And whatever it takes for you to get from A to B, you'll get there. Whether somebody has to come up with some amazing idea. Amen. Or whether God just manifests the thing right in front of you. Doesn't matter, one way or the other, you got it. Sometimes people get upset about the way they get things. Be grateful. <laughs> you know? I thought it was yeah, see, that's what you get for thinking. Stop thinking and start faithing. I know that's terrible English, but I need you to get that. Amen? <laughs> okay. Oh, I need to get to this. All right. So he says again, faith is a substance of things hoped for. Whenever you speak, you give things substance. The more you speak, the more substance uh, appears, so to speak, in the spirit realm. And you need to understand that faith then becomes the substance of things hoped for. It becomes the reality. Can I say it a different way? It becomes the reality on the inside in the, and takes the place of the thing on the outside until the thing on the outside appears. <sighs> Did you get that? No. Okay, let me say it again. see notice it says that faith is what the substance which means in the spirit realm remember jesus said you when you pray believe that you receive it and you shall have it okay when you pray what happens is you receive substance in the spirit god says it's yours now so it becomes something on the inside of you real Get this now, okay? That's the substance. See, that's why somebody says, oh, you think you're going to get it. As far as you're concerned, you already have it. You're just waiting for the thing to manifest. See, people can't fathom that. They go, well, when I see it, I'll believe it. You know, they got Thomas's faith, and it's not faith really. It's really nothing, okay? They just say, when I see it, I'll believe it. Well, then when you can see it, everybody can see it. You don't need to believe nothing. 
<laughs> okay? All right? So the believing, like I said, happens while, while you can't see it. But while you can't see it, faith sees it. Faith gives it substance and it becomes real on the inside of you to such a degree that even if things on the outside contradict what you believe on the inside, you don't pay attention to it. Get this now? Because it is so real on the inside of you. Can I, can I, uh, let, let me use a negative uh, application. You know those people that, that, that have some horrific event happen to them? All right. And, you know, they're, they're, especially, you know, people that have been in war and stuff. And, you know, they're, they're sort of in a restaurant and, so, and somebody's car backfires and they jump under the table. Now, that was just somebody's car backfiring. But to them, it was real. To them, it was somebody was shooting at them. And while everybody sat there, they had faith in a negative way. Do you understand now? that something was going to happen and they ducked. It was real to them. To them, it was a reality. Now let's take that in a positive way. What happens when you are sick and you believe God for healing and God gives you vision? By the way, this takes time in with God. You see yourself healed. You see yourself a certain way. And it becomes stronger and stronger and stronger and more solid on the inside of you to such a degree where people sort of say, Oh, sister, I can see, just say, don't you know what? Regardless of what you see, I'm healed. Yeah, but doesn't matter. What I'm seeing and you're seeing are two different things. I'm seeing the end result. You're just seeing the transition. While we look not at the things that are seen, this only works while we look not at the things that are seen. If we look at the things that are seen, then everything stays there. But while we don't look, see, this is um, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. It says, while we look not at the things that are seen, but at the things that are not seen, see, then things begin to happen. Because the things that are seen are temporal. Do you get that? Whatever you're seeing and saying is forever is literally temporal. It will change whether you believe it or not. It's going to change one way or the other. The, the thing is, you get to decide which direction it changes in. Things can get worse or things can get better. But they will change. Are you all getting this? So if you know things in the natural are temporal and they will change, and you begin to understand what Jesus is saying, if you speak, things will change in your favor. If you shut up, I'm changing it, okay? If you don't say anything, things will change against you. They'll go against your favor. Okay, they'll, they'll be to your detriment. So what do you want it to do? You want it to go in this direction. You want it to change to your favor. So what do you do? You do what Jesus said, speak. Begin to speak to those things. You don't have to say it out loud and people, you know, lock you up in a little rubber room. Okay, just be careful. <laughs> Some people think the louder it is, the more faith that is. No, no, the louder it is, it's just everybody, more people can hear it. If there is a reason for them to hear it, that's one thing. But if there's no reason for them to hear it, don't. Your faith makes it loud. You can whisper something under your breath and it'll shake the very foundations of hell. Are you all here? You can come up to something and there's a person having an attitude and you see, get thee behind me, Satan, under your breath. And it shakes everything and the guy suddenly goes... And you go, yep, we're good. <laughs> okay? You don't have to do what all them old people, you know, in the olden days. They'd get up and go, I bind you, Satan. And they go, oh, a nutball. Quick, get the police. 
You're done. See you later. Bye. And thank you very much for telling them you came to our church. Anyway, so, <laughs> so oh my gosh, I was so wanting to get further. Anyway, are you getting something out of this? Uh, you know, this, uh, this is more revelational. And that's, that's the reason why I really need you to get this. Let's continue. It says, for by it, this is faith, the elders obtained a good testimony. Verse 3, I'm in Hebrews 11, 3. Now, by faith we understand, listen, listen. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. They were created by the word of God. Genesis tells us that. It says, and God said, and then it happened. Are you all with me? Okay. So it says by faith. So do you understand that if that was the case, listen, it wasn't just that God said something. It was that God spoke faith. Did you get this? Do you understand what Jesus was saying to us and teaching us about when he was talking about mountains was the very principle that he used to create. All things were created by him and for him. The creator was teaching us how to change creation that was created this way. If words created everything, then words can change everything that was created by words. So I had to put all that in. <laughs> okay, just in case somebody missed that one. Do you all get this? See, if you know this is the thing that made everything, then you know that same thing can change everything. The, the question was, we need to know how the thing was made to begin with. If we didn't know how it was made, then we don't know how to change it. But God gave us insight into that. Jesus said, this is how the thing works. We said it's too easy, and we let it go. Can I say it's not easy? Let me just say that now. It is not easy. It takes time. It's a muscle that you have to develop. You know, when we all start out, you know, and the boys, you know, we want to do a push-up. We go down and we don't come back up. And then we go, yeah, that'll do for today. <laughs> you know, <laughs> okay. And the girls, okay. You know, and then after a while, you push yourself back up and you're so happy you got up. And that's it for the day. <laughs> you know? Okay. And that takes time. And the next time you come back, maybe you can do maybe two. You got down and up and down and... Uh, uh, up, that'll do. Listen, why do we think that if it's going to take us that much time to develop something in the natural, that suddenly we just need to, just, we can just believe and, and, you know, in the spirit, so to speak, lift a truck when we can't even lift a pencil with our faith. Expect it to work, then blame God that it doesn't work because he said it's meant to work, but it's not working when you haven't worked it. Do you all get that? Okay. When we come back, because it's out of time now, we're, <laughs> we're going to look at Mark chapter 4. Really wanted to get to that today, but Mark chapter 4, this was when Jesus said, let's go to the other side. This was when he was in the will of God and a storm came against him. This was when they said, don't you care that we perish? We're dying here. You're asleep. You know Jesus is asleep. And he gets up and he says, peace be still. Turns around and says, where's your faith? We're going to look at all of that in light of what we're learning now. Because faith can do something else. Remember I told you, if it was created by faith, then it can be changed or brought into line by faith as well. Amen? 
And we need to realize that the faith that we're developing doesn't need to be just for socks. As you be, listen, as you begin to develop your faith, you know, it's a, it's a wonderful thing that when you get money, I'm going to go back to money for just a second as we conclude. If you get money, you know, one of the greatest discoveries is, oh, I can actually go and buy that with my money. And I can go online. I don't even have to read the house. And I can pay and buy that with my money. Can't we, Christina? Okay, <laughs> in this pandemic, you know, <laughs> okay, you know, we, we can, sorry, but, but you know, you can go online and you can spend money online and get stuff delivered to your door. You believe, you receive, and there it is, no, <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right, you, you know, you earn it, you pay it, and there it is, you don't have to go out anywhere, it comes to you. And you begin to realize the power of money. That it's not just limited to these things. It's unlimited. You just need to find it. If you've got enough, you can get it. Listen, that's what faith will begin to do. You believe and you receive and you think, oh, thank God I have faith, you know, to get rid of a headache. Check and see whatever else that thing will do. Check what that amount of faith in your account can do. The thing is that you need to understand that this thing is limitless in its applications. And as you develop it in one area, you need to realize that you are opening the door to use it in all kinds of ways, in all kinds of areas. And you don't be surprised the next time somebody comes and says, you know, I need to get this job. It's impossible right now. And you, you believe and you, you just got to the place where you're believing for headaches and getting rid of them now. And they say, I need a job. And you go, well, let's give it a shot. And you, and you don't give it a shot. You know, you pray. You've got faith. You go, well, let me pray with you. And that same faith, you say, God, the way that you, you know, you heal me of this, you get them the job. Hallelujah. And you'll be surprised. They go, wow, it happened. I actually got it. I was not meant to. But what, something happened. Always something happens. And luckily, mm, I got it. It wasn't luck, sweetheart. Somebody prayed. Are you all with me? And then you go, whoa, it works for that too. I can work on, okay? It's like buying things online. You know what I'm trying to say? It, it suddenly becomes something that, you need prayer, call me. I don't need to come over there. You can do the Roman centurion thing. Speak the word only. My servant will be healed. Amen? Amen. I need to stop here. We'll, we'll pick this up next week. Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, we thank you today for your word. We thank you, Father, for all the wisdom, the revelation, the insight that we are receiving on this. We thank you, Father, that this is one of those things that is more caught than taught. And I just thank you, Lord, that as we go through this, that your spirit ministers to each heart individually, that they receive a revelation on all of this. Hallelujah. And I thank you, Father, that as they grow in faith, that they begin to realize that the faith they're developing isn't just for the thing that they might be developing, developing it for, that it could be used in all kinds of other ways as well. Once it's developed. And then in using it for other things, it will develop further. Hallelujah. And they will just continue to grow and grow and grow in faith. And I just thank you, Father, that they receive a revelation of this. And they're not just hearers of the word, but doers. And I thank you that you help them with the first step. That wherever they are, that they can believe in you to help them get to a place where they are pleasing you with their faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.